Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One more sleep, Brian. The great man is back. Matty Johns for Morning Glory. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. And the great man's back and he's on the line. G'day, Matthew. Shugsy, Fletch. Hey, MJ. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? What's going on, boys? Going good? You're, uh, I know, I was just telling Sugar yesterday, you're a little bit dusty yeah. when we caught up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yesterday. yeah. We, uh, well, we, <laughs> we had to go down that. There was a bit of a troop of us, uh, some of us from Fox League, some Fox footy blokes at the AFL, and um, a number of the, uh, the netball girls, and um, went down and just went down to Parliament House. Do stuff with the police. I'll be honest with you. I'm not exactly sure why, but um, the king was there. The king of Australia, uh, Anthony Albanese. Ooh, Albanese. So yeah, you know, like if he, it was you know, look, put it this way: if you're knocking around with police, you've got to drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm, I I I didn't. I'd never met him before, and um, to be honest, I didn't didn't know who he was, but. The member for Hunter, my seat, came, mate, he's about six foot seven. Yeah. He's a strapping big bloke. Big beard. It's like he's a giant of a man. It's like a big, uh, what are you, like a big axeman. What's he? What's so, his? Uh, what's Steve his Simpson. policies? What's his policies, Matthew? Do you get... Oh, Fletch, I wouldn't have a clue. He might have uh, told me, but I can't remember. Because yeah. <laughs> you ended up at the casino. I'm hearing. That's what my spies tell me. Yeah. What, what was your policy or poison that night? What was my poison? Yeah. Oh, oh, mate, it's probably easier to nominate what wasn't my poison. <laughs> Anyone said you only want to drink, it was like, yep, and away we went. We started with Braith. Me and Braith were sitting yeah. beforehand. At the, we started at the casino before the function happened. Had to go to the function, then returned to uh, the casino. It was like, you know, so we just completed the circle. Mm. <laughs> hey, um, Matthew, the trolls on this weekend. If, if mm. any, uh, how's Cooper Cooper's going to be playing? Is Jack playing? I believe so. Yeah, they, yeah. they both play tomorrow night at. Um, I think Cooper plays first. Or no, sorry, Jack plays first. They're playing the Sharks, Gosford. Then straight after that, Coopers. They're they're playing the Bunnies. Both of them are playing at Gosford. So yeah, kill two birds with one stone. So That's yeah, nice. go on, go and watch. But uh, yeah, it all it all starts again. It's it's interesting, boys, because you know I do hear a lot of people say, "I oh, don't, you know, mate, it's trials. It doesn't really mm. matter." But I, I think tonight's an example. Mm. Is that although there's a lot of young guys in, there's stars missing. Is that both clubs are going to be looking for strong performances, and uh, yeah, and when you watch them play, you you get an idea of what the coaches are trying to implement, and that's what I like about trial games. I I think trial games, trial games are, in my opinion, really important. In all the years that that I played at Newcastle, I was just thinking before. I think we lost one trial game in all that time. Like we took them quite seriously because it's an opportunity to blow off a bit of rust. But also, you know, there's things you're working on the off season that you're testing to say, right, do these things work? And also, you know, when, when you're trying to establish yourself and work your way as a team into that top tier, like back in the day, the likes of Canberra and Brisbane and Manly, you're looking to develop a bit of self-belief during the trial games and uh, 
You know, and the other reason they're really important, even for senior players, is that sitting on your ass for four months away from the game, in a lot of ways, you, f- you just sort of forget little nuances of how tough the game is. I remember nearly every tri- the first trial you ever played, I remember going away just going, oh, geez, that was tough. Okay, now I understand how I've got to get my preparation right. So I always think it's problematic if you don't play any of your stars in any of the trial games. Um, because you just need that. You, you need you need to have a blowout and you, you need to know, you need to remind yourself how tough the game is and how to get your preparation right. I, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to the trial games. I'll tell you what we also need to do. We need to have a count over this weekend, uh, whether it's on, if we can hear the audio on TV, mm. radio or in print, players or coaches saying that this phrase, necessary evil. <laughs> Trials yes. are a necessary evil. <laughs> I reckon we'll get to 10. Over this weekend, I remember Fletch, like, and this is an example of I reckon, you know, coaches getting there. So right up, boys, just go about their work. But I tell you what, you can lose a first grade spot in the trial games. Do you remember we played you blokes in '97 at Newcastle, and I remember you blokes uh, ran on the field, and Sean Garlic Garlo. Yeah, was do you remember he was wearing a rash shirt? Yes, Roosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually thought. If my memory serves me correctly, yeah, he brought it in. Was it sleeveless? Oh, I think it might have been. We we ran on the field and we looked at him and he was sort of giggling. We thought he's taking the piss out of us. But did he play in it? Played, played in it. Yeah, he played in it. And so, so we sort of turned up the intensity and had a big win. And from my memory, Galo never played first grade again that season because it's not like Gus to hold a grudge. But it was ahead of his time, Galo, yeah. because that was the era of big cotton jerseys, yeah. Yeah. collared, yeah. the little white button, and mm. then two or three years later, it was all about the skin yes. tight because he had that. Gallo was a thinker. Yeah. And I remember yes. him talking about this yeah. this jersey. He goes, mate, they can't hold you down. No. And then we mm. said, but imagine going to Newcastle, <laughs> playing all these uh, these, the blokes, coal these blokes. Oh, mate, look at these Eastern Southern yeah. Wankers. Yeah, yeah, I know, mate. It's like with Gallo, geez, he's done well post football. He oh. epitomises fingers in pies, literally. Oh, literally. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, hey Matthew, you talk. Matthew spoke about uh, <laughs> Fletch about completing the circle yep. on, on the source back at the casino. Do you remember the yarn about, and I could be wrong, Bumble Lloyd, David Lloyd? Yeah. He was out here commentating um, for the, the Ashes, and he just teared one on, and then he quickly realised, holy dooly, I've got to get to work. You know, it was early hours of the morning. So he races out of the hotel, jumps in the back of the taxi, said, mate, can you get me to the Radis? And he said, yeah, mate, put your belt on. And then he said, you're here, five bucks. So he'd done the full circle where he had been on the source all night, hadn't realised he'd made it back to the Radisson, and oh. then he was racing oh, out man. to get there. Now, Matthew, we need talk to talk about, about this. I tell you what, talking yeah. about cricket, a mm. um, couple of things on the cricket. The Alan Border documentary was just, mate, it was just incredible. Yeah. It reminds you how good that era of yep. 80s cricket was in Australia. And last night on the front bar with Mick Malloy and Sam Pang, mate, they had Booney on. Oh mate, Bernie! It was just so good. Him talking about you know back in the days and touring the West Indies and the World Cup and oh, I was awesome. It was really good. So Maddie on the cricket. So SEN got the coverage from two thirty. That's why Bearshead and I are here a little bit mm. early. And our son, uh, but um, Barats under racing. Barats under racing. We're going to catch up with him a little bit later on as well. And he revealed about the pitch doctoring, so to speak. Yeah. 
And it reminds me of a, a certain Newcastle team back in the day. You'd turn up, Brian, wouldn't you? Yeah. And uh, not not so much doctoring a pitch, but... The dressing rooms. The dressing rooms. Water no. coming and, off the off yeah. the roof. Yes. Home ground would, advantage. And we would doctor the pitches too. Would you? Yeah, we'd doctor the pitches. So, remember once, um, Alan McMahon, when I was playing 21s, I was doing a bit of work as a groundsman. And they were playing the Maddie, Dragons Maddie, one Maddie, day. Maddie, 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 Maddie. Yeah, yeah. You were doing a bit yeah. of work for ground. How many days yeah. did you work as a Dragons? <laughs> oh, one day. Ooh, one day. <laughs> Half a day. Yeah. Uh, so he, he got me, Alan, Alan McMahon, and, and he said to me, I was injured, I wasn't playing that. Yeah. And he said, um, the, um, the the number one groundsman, a fellow called Neville Allen, rang me and said, hey, Maddie, I need a bit of, a bit of help here. I've had some instructions off the great element man i said yeah what is it so we turned up well they're playing the dragons the boys in the first grade and their two wingers was martin afire and ricky walford oh. two speedsters <laughs> so we just we spent two hours just completely hosing down the last 10 meter <laughs> corridors and so the rest of the field was rock hard and the 10 meter corridors the exterior of the ground was just a bog heavy 10 <laughs> and then if we played a side that was had a player who was really good at you know repeat sets, say like Sterler. Mm. They used to reduce the so- size of the end goal <laughs> down to about three meters. If you're playing against blokes who just had no idea, two left feet, they'd open it up to about eight meters. Because remember back in the day, you could you could dictate how big the the yeah. end goals were. Yeah, it was flexible. It was totally up to the home side. Yeah, was it Maddie? Because I know Melbourne did it. Mm. But was it? Mm. You had to have it between six or eight or something like that. Six or ten I th- meters. I think for a while there. I think it was about five to uh, four to ten because Par- when Paramount they changed it because Paramount Stadium, because they had Sturlo, theirs was about twelve. Right. It was huge, and then they stepped in and said, "Mate, okay, we're just going to make this right across the board. It's got to be, uh, I think, about six or seven. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. It's mm. great memories, isn't it, Brian? Great memories. Yeah. yeah. So yes. Basically, you're saying they were. Uh, speaking of simpler times, Matthew. Um, I know you've been on a bit of a a, a, a jaunt overseas. You, you were supposed to go and watch the zoo fight, but um, yes. that was cancelled. You, you decided to, to take the bride, and off you yeah. went gallivanting in the states. Yeah, we're going to have to watch. Um, we're going to watch Tim Zoo and Charlo. And Trish goes, "Oh, well, the refundable um, airfares um, are, are more expensive, but you know, should we do that?" And I went, "No." I said, mate, the, the fight's going ahead. It won't happen. I remember talking to Kent. He said, oh, mate, you've got to be careful because one of them might break their hands in sparring. I said, please, if that's going to happen. And then a couple of weeks before we're going to go, we hear the word through. So we had non-refundables. Do you know what I'm like, Fletch? I'm, I'm total tight ass. Yeah. So I'm like, just do, mate. So anyway, we said, what are we going to do? So just go over it. So we went to LA, crossed to New York, back to Vegas for a couple of days. And it was interesting at Vegas because, mate, people just descend on Vegas from every part of America when the AFC, NFC, I suppose we would call semi-finals were on yep. to get into the Super Bowl, and uh, oh, mate, it was, it was madness. It was, it was chaos. It was good trip. Had a, had a really good time. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I was sitting there thinking to myself, oh, what did we do? Because you know we got the show starting tomorrow, and it's just a blur. <laughs> I can't really remember a lot of it for various reasons. So what's on tomorrow, Matty, um, with Morning Glory? Well, we're kicking off. We've got, we've got uh, Webby joining us, mm. and it's always a toss-up. Do we start with the Eighth Immortal 
or Denon Kemp. Uh, we're going with Denon yeah. first up, so we get off to a flyer. Uh, we'll save Joey as the season gets closer. But, yeah, mate, we've got a few new segs going on. Uh, one seg called Smoking Kemp. Um, we've got, uh, yeah. What's that, mate? mate? What's the Smoking Kemp about? Right. Uh, so there's two parts to that. First one, we've got a slice of Denon. So he starts, he plays a bit of a podcast he's done during the off-season with one of the stars. And then the second part of the break is, it is Denon Kemp's um, guide to how, how to build a business empire. Oh. So people are looking to make a go of, you know, building a, getting something going like he's bloke in a bar. He's going to give people tips on how to do it. Well, not only have you got a new segment, mm. uh, this is uh, without this is without notice too. Yeah, you know yeah, this. Yeah. We have our own new segments called the Hurricane Name Game. All right. So basically, as we know, well, Gibbo didn't know this. Hurricanes uh, get named alternatively after a male and a female in alphabetical order. Yep. We're up to Hurricane Fred. Right. So it's name game. Last man standing, famous yep. Freds. I'll go first. Hurricane name game. Hurricane Fred. <laughs> I'm going first. Astaire. Matthew, you're next. Uh, Fred Truman. Fitler. Mercury. Flintstone. Uh, does Drop Dead count? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Savage. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fred Lees. Chris Lees' nickname, Fred. Oh. <laughs> Have we said Flintoff? No. Yeah, Freddie Flintoff. Jones. Oh, Freddie Jones, what are you? What a champion. Um, Aha, Fred Farrington. Made Uh, up. No, he played for Newtown. He was the the grandfather of Jack Ellsgood. What about the sprinter, Frankie Fredericks? No. No? No, No. done. Because I don't have no one. This is my game. What, what about the guy in um, Scooby Doo? He's Fred. Uh, Fred. Fred from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Fred. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Oh. Freddy Krueger and uh, Freddy Truman. Has anyone said Freddy Truman? No. Yeah. Yeah. Second one off. I said Fred oh, Truman. Okay. Well, that's yeah, it. That's sorry. all we have time for today. <laughs> that, that was the hurricane name game. Haven't got a sponsor yet, but oh, look, I'd like Hurricanes yes. to sponsor us. <laughs> well, I tell you. Guys, um, <laughs> mate, Gibbo, Brooksy, Sugar. Yeah, now, yeah. we're not going to say exactly what happened, no. but last week, um, Bears Head and uh, Sad oh. Clown, Hindy, mate, they got, a, they, they got a double sting on me, which was one of the, I reckon, one uh, was well, certainly the best sting that <laughs> has ever happened to me, but I reckon one of the best stings ever. It was just, mate, it was... Three hours of yeah. torture. We won't get into it, but, mate, you'll see it. Probably the first show. It's, oh, it, yes. It, for me personally, it was horrendous. I was texting my wife through what was going on, going, oh, mate, you wouldn't believe what's happening here. Oh, she was going, leave, just leave. That's disgraceful. There were so many moving parts yes. that we had to have a backup sting. Yep. So the main sting, I, I thought I thought he'll, he'll know this is a sting yeah. if we don't... Um, so we had a backup sting, but yeah. he didn't know the first bit. So he, he actually got, he actually got hammered. Oh, that's great! He yeah. Well, I'll tell you how it how it finished with with me basically for a little for a split second fainting in my car. <laughs> right, so I'll leave the rest up to uh, imagination. Julia, Matty, oh, that's outstanding! I can't wait for that morning glory tomorrow. So uh, welcome back, young man, and we'll we'll catch you soon. Right, lads. Good on your boys. Good to talk to you again. Oh, yeah, yes, plenty MJ. of Fred's coming through too. Fred Funk. Oh, yeah.